0: Welcome to the Westminster Chapel podcast. For more information and to support our mission to London and beyond, please visit westminsterchapel.org.uk. This is a reading from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shown. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the star for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian, for every boot of the tramping warrior in battle to and every garment rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us son given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince
1: A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, and chapter 8, verse 12. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made, was coming into the world. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. On Christmas Eve,
2: 1914. This song became the soundtrack of a temporary truce in the bloody First World War. It's been translated into more than 300 different languages and it's considered so precious that UNESCO made it an item of intangible cultural heritage. I am, of course, talking about the great Christmas carol, Silent Night. Hello, it's great to see you. My name is Howard. I am the pastor here of Westminster Chapel and everyone is welcome at our church. I want to wish you a happy Christmas. Silent Night was written in 1816 after 12 terrible years of war and famine and a pastor called Joseph Moore, he wanted to do something to give people hope so he penned these powerful words for them and so it's not surprising that down through all the years that people would latch onto this song and hey it would be sung in the despairing dirt of bloody trenches to give light into that darkness we have been at war with a virus now for many many months And like those who are facing those wars, many of us had hoped it would be over by Christmas. But here we are battling on, many of us weary and exhausted, still processing the the disappointment and and the losses, the deaths of loved ones, the deaths of thousands upon thousands of people in this nation and and the nations all over the world. We have been uh, seeing the darkness of death that lurks like a shadow over all of us. But many of us have also become aware of the darkness that is inside us, that we are part of the problem, that we haven't just been fighting a, a virus, we've been at war with evil itself, and we're caught up in that, in some sort of strange we're part, we're part of the problem. COVID-19 has brought out the best in us, but also the worst in us, where we ourselves and politicians and nations have been more about self-interest rather than loving service. And as a result of this, we are either in denial about that or we can be despairing about it, feeling rubbish and worthless and useless, feeling really without hope and so i think we can identify with the people that isaiah describes in this prophetic prediction written 700 years before jesus would be born we we share we understand their sense of gloom and and anxiety. We we know what it's like to be a people who walk in darkness, but, but here's the good news. Isaiah says those who are walking in darkness, they have seen, they've looked ahead, they've seen a great light that is coming. And this light, Isaiah says, brings joy, rejoicing, and celebration. It's about the birth of a very special baby whose names are given as wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the Prince of Peace. These are, of course, amazing names about Jesus. And that, in case you missed it, was what that first Bible reading was all about. The second reading is from John's first century biography about Jesus. It's remarkable that we have a copy of a copy, an early fragment of this very document that dates to something like 125 AD. That's remarkably close to when the events actually happened and even closer to when John himself wrote them down. This is a remarkably reliable document, especially in comparison to other works of ancient history. And John begins this reliable biography about Jesus by talking about what Professor C.S. Lewis, author of the Chronicles of Narnia, describes as the grand miracle. It is God coming and making his dwelling amongst us, moving into our neighborhood, becoming like us. It's the Christmas miracle that Isaiah was prophesying, predicting. In him, in Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John talks about light no less than six times in these opening verses, finishing by describing Jesus as the true light, the the not-false light, the the non-corrupted light. And this is picked up in our carol, Silent Night. Jesus is described as loving, pure light. That radiant beams of light are coming out of our, out of His being. Jesus is later recorded in John's biography as saying this. He says, "I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have this this light of." life. Light brings hope. Light shows a way through when there seems no, to, be, to be no way. Light brings warmth. It brings comfort. In nature, it literally brings life through photosynthesis. It gives meaning and, and purpose. It illuminates things that, that helps us to, to, to navigate and find our sense, our equilibrium in this world of great confusion. I love the way that C.S. Lewis puts this. He says I don't I but he says I believe in Christianity as the sun has risen. I don't only not only because I see it because by it I see everything else. Do you need some of this life-giving Sense making, reality understanding, light. I think we all do. Well, there's good news because God's first words to the world were, Let there be light. That's his heart. His intention is that you would know this light, you'd get to enjoy this light, you'd experience this light as a very expression of his being. John describes God, like this, in another part of the Bible, he says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness, not a hint, not even a trace of darkness whatsoever. Light expresses the beauty, glory, greatness, goodness of God. It also expresses the mystery of God. Light is a particle, it's a physical thing, and light's also a wave more of a non-physical thing and both of these things at the same time. God is three and one. Jesus is God and man. This is, this is a, like a paradox or a better word maybe is an antimony that reminds us that God is God and we are not, that he is mysteriously infinitely above us and that he cannot therefore be, because of these descriptions about him, just a, a human man-made construct. Jesus describes himself as being the, not just a, but the definite article light of the world, the ultimate light, the light. And the carol, um, Silent Night, picks up on this in three ways. It describes Jesus as the Christ, that he is the promised one, that all of the scriptures right from the very beginning describe this one who would come and rescue and save and deliver us from all evil. The second thing it says is that Jesus is the savior; he is that rescuing wrong one. He's the deliverer. Then, thirdly, it calls him the Lord; that he's the King of the universe. Who is this light for? This light is the light of the world for all time, not just for people in the first century Middle East or today, as it's thought by some for people in Europe that this Christian thing, that's sort of a Western European thing, maybe. Uh, No, the Christian faith has always been an international faith. Jesus is the light for the world, for all peoples. He backs this up by saying, whoever, whoever, there's no national qualification there. Hey, there's really no qualification at all. He says, whoever, a very, very inclusive word. And what's the only requirement is whoever follows. That's whoever believes, whoever trusts in him gets to have this light of of life. Just think of how inclusive the Christmas story is. How Mary, a poor woman from a nowhere town, she is invited. How uh, dirty, despicable shepherds, they're invited. How um, uh, despised foreigners, the wise men, they're invited. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, you can know light. The light of life. The warmth, the comfort, the meaning, the purpose, the joy that this light gives in your life. You can find this hope this Christmas. This light is so powerful that it will bleach all of your past sin. All of that wrongdoing in your past can be gone. This that's because this light forgives. It deals with the judgment that we deserve for our our wrongdoing. wrongdoing. And that's actually what one of the three forgotten, um, missing verses of this great carol teach us. Already long ago, planned for us, when the Lord frees us from wrath, that's the judgment that we deserve for our sin and wrongdoing. Since the beginning of ancient times, a salvation promised for the world, A salvation promised for the world. It was predicted long ago that Jesus would bring light in four ways. He would bring light as a wonderful counselor. He would be able to come and comfort you, comfort all who mourn the darkness inside, the darkness that is out there in this world. He became like us, like you, so that he could know you and credibly then guide you and lead you and counsel you into the way of everlasting life. Second, he came to to show us this light of life by being the mighty God, but displaying that might in a different way. It's the might of his mercy, of God's generosity. It's the might of being a servant rather than forcing others into submission. Thirdly, he shows us this light by... Dying and being raised to life. You see, everlasting father can be better translated source of eternal life. Jesus broke through the kind of darkness of death to give us a way to live even though we died through faith in him. And finally, the fourth way that Jesus comes and brings this light is as the prince of peace. That he, he silences the resounding gong of guilt. He breaks the shackles of shame. He deals with the problem of sin by dying in our place, in your place, on the cross, Suffering a painful, substitutionary, sacrificial, humiliating death to pay the penalty for your wrongdoing. Taking the judgment that you deserve, the wrath upon himself so that you could go free and enjoy access and right fellowship relationship with God, your maker and your savior. Wow, this is available. This The light of this life is available for all who would Follow all who would trust, all who would believe. Have you believed? Have you? Are you trusting Jesus? Maybe you did, but you've fallen away. Maybe you've never made that decision yet make that decision now it'll be the best decision that you ever make in your life decide to follow Jesus because whoever follows Jesus has this light of life in them and whatever trial darkness difficulty that they are facing they can know a joy that cannot be snuffed out that this light overcomes the darkness this light within them enables them to sing even though they're suffering in the trenches of warfare how do you do that it's because you know the comfort of his counsel It's because you know that his power is made perfect in your weakness. It's because you know that even though you die, you get to live and you'll be raised to life with him. It's because you know that you're in right relationship with God and that he loves you. This Christmas, I pray you would know this light of life. May it give you joy. May it strengthen you. May it empower you. May it encourage you. May it resurrect you. As you celebrate Christmas. And may you not only just enjoy this light yourself, but may you incarnate this light. May you proclaim this light. May you be like John the Baptist in this passage at the beginning of John's gospel, who's described as one who came to bear witness to the light. May you bear witness to this light. May you let this light shine forth from you. Don't hide it, but join us together and join other Christians that our light together would do more, that we could be a city on a hill, a beacon of light, a lighthouse of salvation for all the people of this city and world who are bruised and broken and battered by the trials and challenges of life may we hold out the word of life the light of 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 goodness of the gospel hope hope that for those who walk in darkness a light has come and his name is Jesus I pray you would know the light of this good news through relationship with Jesus in a deeper and more powerful way than ever before this Christmas. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you came, that we can know that you're our wonderful counsellor, you're our mighty God, you're the source of everlasting life and you're the prince of peace and in you we can find rest, in you we can find hope in you we can find meaning, in you we can find purpose, in you we can make sense of all the difficulties of this world as we simply trust and follow you. May everybody listening this day know the glorious light of life that is available through faith in you. Amen.